Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. So today, as you know, good morning, Carrie. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie, and we're just a bubbling little butterflies this morning because we are so excited about our show, which is so odd because we get excited about every show, but we've been like a little bit giddy about this one. And so we're starting out today with just like the Valentine. It's all about love. You had to know it was coming. You, if you've listened to us at all or you follow us at all, you know we're both hopeless romantics. So what you does had Valentine's to Day mean to you? Yeah, you had to know. Do you love Valentine's Day? Is it important to you? Do you hate it? Can you take it or leave it? Is there way too much pressure? Was there ever a time you loved it? Has that changed over the years? We're taking calls if you want today. I know most of you listen to this after the fact on a podcast, but if you want to call in, you can call in at 646-787-1842. Tell us your greatest, craziest Valentine's story or send a dedication to somebody that you love and you can play play it for them tomorrow. Okay, so Carrie. I'm just going to start because we've yeah, got a big show. What does Valentine's Day mean to you? Um, okay, so I would just like to say that Valentine's Day does not mean the same thing at this moment that it may have in the past. Um, what? And I didn't really, I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I, and I didn't think about it because I wanted it to be spontaneous. So here's what came up for me literally just now. Um, and that is that I was always the one, like when I was dating or whatever, like I was the one that like made a big deal out of Valentine's Day. Like I don't ever remember the guy I was dating, like making a big deal out of Valentine's Day. Um, so that's an interesting observation. Um, next, I would just like to say that with my kids, I made it a really big deal. Like when I was growing up, like it was like, because it was me and my mom and my two kids and my two sisters, like my mom always like made sure she had Valentine's Day cards for us. Like it was like when I was a little girl, it was a big deal. So I think that that's why I wanted it to be a big deal for my kids. And so I would, you know, decorate the table with like a paper tablecloth that had red and pink hearts all over it. And I would get dessert and I would, and everything that I cooked was like red and white and pink. Like, I would make salmon with mashed potatoes. I mean, yes, we would have a vegetable, but you know what I mean? It's like the whole theme. And then I remember like going to like Party City and getting bags of like the jelly bellies that came in the pink and white and uh, red like combo. And I filled jars with those and I put them on the table and then I stuck skewers of, of strawberries into them. And so that was their little bouquet. And then I would, you know, we would have like fondue or we would have, you know, like certain like one other time I think I did um, angel food cake and I, or not angel food cake, pound cake. And I took cookie cutters and I cut it out into hearts. And then we had strawberries and hearts and stuff. So when the kids were little, like, I mean, and I don't mean like just two and three, but like all the way up until I would say pretty much when I got divorced, like I always made Valentine's Day a big deal. And now it's like, I really want a Valentine. And I want, my truth is, is that I really do want Valentine's Day to be a big deal again. That's what I want. I want it to okay. be a big deal. So I with, totally with love someone, that. So I'm, I'm putting that out there. Like, now I'm ready to have, like, my own Valentine's Day with my sweetheart, with my beloved. 
So, universe, uh-huh. I would just like to say next Valentine's Day, I would like to have a special, a special Valentine's Day with my beloved. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yep, take it away, One of my Abraham. Favorite album. <laughs> and 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 you, my darling. <laughs> Tell me, what do you, what's Valentine's Day for you? Okay, Has so I, I, <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> this is going to be so fun. Okay, so the truth is, I'm operating on like two hours sleep because for some reason I could not sleep last night. I mean, pouring rain, and I have these like sunroofs that are just like collecting the, you know, the sound of the rain. But I had a lot on my mind as well. And after we, Carrie and I, you know, full disclosure, had a pre-call show last night that lasted an hour and 20 minutes. And I woke up this morning and said, whew, glad we had that show so I don't have to overshare today. But, <laughs> but it also, I felt, I felt a little melancholy this morning. I'm not going to lie. I was like, kind of like, wow. I, was, I really decided that I'm in the will-see stage of my life. Like everything that's happening around me, and, you know, there's so many things, so many pieces. I'm like, we'll see. People ask me questions, I'm like, we'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so anyways, what does Valentine's Day mean to me? Like, I have always celebrated Valentine's Day, especially with my kids. It would be, they would wake up with cupcakes, and we would always take our, um, we would always, you know, uh, make Valentine's Day the night before, which I have a date tonight with my seven-year-old grandson to do the very same thing. And so it was always, for me, yeah, I mean, I just think that I, being this hopeless romantic that I am inside and with such a big heart, I collect heart rocks, I have heart pillows, I'm like that girl. And um, so it means a lot to me. And, and, you know, again, full disclosure, I've rarely ever not had somebody in my heart on Valentine's Day. And this is the first Valentine's Day that I'll wake up and not have done some big production to make people around me happy. But I make a valentine for somebody so I'm kind of excited about that because I think there's always you know if you have somebody in your heart they deserve your valentine that's what I think take it or leave it too much pressure never I've never been one who wanted roses I don't care if I go out for dinner I don't need a car even a card it's just for me it's my heart making the valentine for someone you know what I mean I do it's the little things right yeah it's totally the little things so here's what, okay, so in preparing for the show, like I did a little bit of research on like Valentine's Day gifts and stuff, and I went, like I was like, what could be like the most spectacular, you know, Valentine's Day gift like that people got? And so I, I Googled that, and it was a suitcase mm. with um, two plane tickets to Paris in it. And I was like... <sighs> damn girl like that's good right and then I was like okay, okay yeah so at at you know that that's not too bad like I'll take that I'm like, phone number then I, like <laughs> yeah hello but then I thought I well, okay for all of us that like just wanted a little bit more simpler you know like I personally <laughs> can't jump on a plane today it's a little inconvenient for me so I was like, okay, well, let's look at some other fun things. And I found this great article on just like, you know, inexpensive ways to show your love on Valentine's Day. And some of them are really clever, like really, really clever. So I want to just like tell you a couple of them. So there's this book called What I Love About You book, and it's like $9.95 or something. Mm. And you get it and you fill it out and you give it to your loved one. Like, just, you know, like there's questions, you know, 
Um, the other one that's kind of cool is no phones for 24 hours. So it's just the two of you. I thought that was mm-hmm. huge. Um, Agreed. You know, there, right? There's the five love languages book. But there were a couple of other, oh, I love this one, a handwritten letter. Like you write a love letter to your special someone, but not like, you know, you don't type it. Like you handwrite it. I just thought that was the, I love that. I mean, I used to, I used to get handwritten letters from somebody, and I'll tell you, that was pretty special. Um, oh, the other one is um, to create a scavenger hunt and, like, you know, mm. have it end up either like that you have, you know, like a gift at the end or, or whatever. Um, another one was make a meal together. So it's like, you know, have that time that you're in the kitchen together, you're cooking, you're doing all that stuff. Um, and then, oh, the other one, I'll, this is the, I'll finish up on this one, but there's so many of them, um, is to make up like make a picnic on the floor, um, mm-hmm. you know, like that night. So it's like you kind of like get the whole, like you get the picnic, you get the food, you get the whole thing, and then um, you just sit on the floor and, and have a picnic. Okay. So and, I and just thought there's, the <laughs> and then exactly, like and that. then you don't really have to go anywhere else. So I just thought That's those so were bad. so cute. You know, it's like I never, like when I read the one about, um, write a handwritten letter like that that one for me was like oh because there was someone in my life that used to do that with or like he would just mm-hmm. always write like hand write things and I would die like I, I just it was the most meaningful thing especially now like these days it's like you know you get a text like a happy valentine's day text but if somebody takes the time to hand write you what they feel and their thoughts Man, I'm all about it. I'm all about that. So there you go. That's my little. Those were some really, those were some really good ideas. And I'm going to share some of the things that people on Facebook, because I did some surveys and some, you know, questions. And, and in a minute, I'm going to share that because it's interesting. And I'll just, you know, just give you a little tidbit. 90% of the people just wanted to have one-on-one time with their love. Like that was the thing. So uh, we were talking about, first dates last night and Valentine's dates and, you know, going out versus staying in and all these things. And I found a couple articles. The first one was like um, on first dates, like what to do on the first date. And it was like, dress up nicely, (laughs) which I thought was so cute. Like, because you know how you're like looking in the mirror and you're kind of getting a little dressed up. And I think that you should always get dressed up for a date. Like, I think that's part of it. Like, you know, what you're going to wear, maybe a little extra perfume or cologne if you're like your guy. And then it said, bring a small gift or flowers. Well, of course, you know, that's the cutest thing ever. And then this one also Mm -hmm. says, put away your phone. Put away your phone. And I know that I was recently on a date and somebody called me out. They're like, that's rude. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) And I put my phone away. Um, Open the car door for her. Cute. Um take her on a romantic night out, which is, and then it says, don't expect sex on the first date. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Well, that's like, remember and we were talking about that, that, um, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, it was always be on time. was the only other one I was going to read. And then I'll go to the kissing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so uh, Rebel Wilson, like is in that really cute new rom-com movie with Liam 
Hemsworth, and they were on like Good Morning America the other day, and they were talking about stuff. And you know, Rebel, bless her heart, she really wants to like meet somebody. And I, you know, like because Miley and Liam just got married and all that stuff, so she was mm-hmm. taking classes and stuff. And and one of the things that that they told her was, if you're out on a date with with you know someone, give them like a little thing like would you mind holding my jacket for a minute or can you just hold my purse while I, you know, do something or whatever, you know, while I'm getting out of the car or whatever. Um, and if they respond well to that, then that's a good sign. But if they're like, oh, my gosh, like, hold your own darn jacket, like, then that's like, yeah, we're, <laughs> totally we're done there. Like, yeah. you might as well not even have dinner, you know. It's like, okay, well, you know what, Boy, Thanks, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah, but and here and we talked about this. It's like there are certain things that I feel like, are so subconscious, but, but talking about them on a conscious level, like that you're just like aware because people, we're just all unconscious sometimes. Right. But if you're aware of certain things and you tune into them, then that like can give you a better overall view of the situation. At least that's my thoughts. Hmm. So. All right. I'm sitting here with my, you know, finger you taking notes emoji. Interesting emoji. <laughs> Interesting emoji. Uh, okay, so first kisses. Okay, so kissing on the first date, which I thought was a really fun article because, okay, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, so uh, this one, there's a couple answers that came up, and it was one said that I've always liked to say the kiss for a second or third date, but I think it depends on a date-to-date basis. Sitting close to them. Uh, there are other ways to show you're interested for the first time, like sitting close to them or maybe putting your hand on their leg, which I think I, I get that. And then the uh, next one said, um, I rarely kiss someone on the first date. Well, I do if I'm drunk, but usually if kissing is involved, I'm going home with them. Okay, note to guys. Um, and then there was one that said, oh, this is like the one, <laughs> this is the one we, I laughed at. Uh, my ex-boyfriend when my ex kissed me for the first time, he bent down, opened his mouth before reaching my lips, and just kind of sucked my mouth. As it turned out, that's just how we kissed. Every time we kissed, I had to wipe my face off because somehow my lips all the way down to my chin was wet. I was with him for three or four months. I don't know why I put up with his sloppy kisses. <laughs> yeah. Let's just talk about kissing for a second. Okay, so here's my thoughts about kissing. Like, at the end of a first date, kiss on the forehead, boom, done. Slam dunk, that's the best. Okay? Thank you so Or, you know, on the cheek, thank you so much. I had a lovely time. Love to see you again. I think that, you know, I, I know somebody, well, I, I just think that there's like, you know, you don't want to give everything away at, at, the, at the offset. And, you know, I think as women, we have the the right to like kind of re like, okay, that was a lovely evening. Like I'd like to replay that in my mind and see about it. You know, it's like, there's so many people that just like, boom, jump into a situation, like make out, get into, you know, whatever. Like, and I'm not bashing those people at all. I don't, I just think that like, I guess I'm speaking from me as an older person now, you know, like older, I would, I don't, Experience. I can't imagine me sleeping. Yes, I'm an, I have more experience. I really w- appreciate the whining and dining. And, and I don't mean that like fancy. You know, it's like 
take it slow. Like, I just want to get to know you and a kiss on the cheek or a kiss on the, because you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're going to hear from that person again, I feel like, and, and it's Mm -hmm. just like a nice little, like leaving them for, you know, wanting more. It's like, and I just think that that is just a, a beautiful thing. And my personal belief is, is that kissing is way more intimate than having sex. I just, that's how I feel about it. I just think that kissing, there's, it's like next level. And and it's odd because like you kiss and then you maybe have sex or whatever, but I just think there's so much about kissing. Like, oh, kissing is the best. Oh, yeah, so like as butterflies turn in my stomach, it's just the sheer thought of the kiss. Because for me, like, um, you know, I'm a big kisser, and I think that kissing, if you get, I was talking to you about this last night, when you get lost in a kiss, like you're just like, wait, where did time just go? And we even talked about choosing the one who stops time for you. Like that was something that we thought if you're looking, you know, if you're wondering about someone, it's like, do they stop time for you? Do you have moments where nothing else around you exists but that time that you're with that person? And you see that in couples. You see that in pictures where, you know, couples are hugging or kissing. And it's that moment, that simple exchange of a, of a kiss that you get lost in or a hug that you get lost in, um, that I think is the most important thing in a relationship. And it's usually the first thing that goes in a relationship when intimacy starts to fall off. So I don't want to go down that road, but I'm just saying that I really notice that um, I think kissing is a huge big part of being in a relationship with somebody. If they're your, you know, your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, like that has to happen has to be a part of your or life. girlfriend. So, or girlfriend, right? We're not gender based; like it's all good. But I mean, so kissing in general to me is um, oh, it's just delicious. That's all. All I can yeah. say about kissing is I think it's absolutely delicious. Okay, so let's talk about some of these surveys that I took, which was super fun. I'm going to try to. Uh, so the first, so on Monday night, I was just tr- completely like bombarding my Facebook peeps on my story, on Instagram story, on Facebook story, um, and just asking people questions that I wanted to bring to the show. And then some people asked us questions, which we'll go to. But so the first one I asked was for the men. And I said, you're stuck on a deserted island with the love of your, are you with, A, the love of your life, or three hot chicks you never met? Well, Instagram, 100% survey said, love of your life like there was not one person who who would have rather been with three hot chicks so but on facebook um god it was so funny it said thank this one guy says thank god you didn't say two hot girls i'd hate to make one of them a third wheel totally didn't get that and then he says actually it hasn't been working out too well with the love of my life and then this guy says sorry this guy this guy says asterisk like little star next to the your because I wrote Y O U R and he and he's saying Y O U apostrophe R E. Okay. Oh and uh-huh. and he said if he corrects me and he says, which is probably while I'll be alone on the island and then everyone's like, Yep. And then this girl says, I'm going with this guy. And then he comes back and he says, I see it's been edit edited. So then he decides he would answer since I've edited it and he's like comfortable with the post apparently now. Apparently this says, is your new best friend. Yeah, no, God, no. I definitely say A, which means, you know, 
um, love of your life. And he says, if, I'll, if I can find someone who will put up with my standards. And I'm just like, well, you kind of called me out with like this mean face because I had to edit it after he did that. And so then this one says, if you were lucky enough to have found the love of your life, that would be my choice. But I haven't, so three hot chicks. And then let's see. Um, three hot chicks, I'll make one of them the love of my life if I don't have one. I'll take all four. We need dishwashers, laundry service, foot rubs, and a few other things. It takes a village to raise a man. I would love to call this guy out, but I won't because oh, I adore God. him. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, okay, the love of my life, one headache is better than three. I, I think it's funny that the men are answering this. Love of my life. And then one guy says, both, you're going to get hungry. There's three to barbecue. How much more romantic could that be? And I'm just like, that's just so wrong. Like, <laughs> Ew. Who are right. these people? I'm not telling. I'm taking all these posts I don't down mean it like that. Yeah, whatever. It's not your one guy says, voice. Polygamy. Is this greedy or psychotic? I'm like, but I asked for it. Okay, this is a simple one. For the men, what is the one thing that attracts you most about a woman? And I really wanted to know the answer because I think it's interesting to understand for women how men think. Okay, so compassion, her kind heart and compassion, an easygoing woman who knows what she wants, um, the killer smile with eyes that are alive, natural beauty, confidence, her eyes tell a lot, honesty, compassion, inner and outer beauty, dimples, if she has a job, uh, beauty and heart, inner beauty, confidence, no ulterior motive or selfish intent, sense of humor and smile, healthy lifestyle, loving heart, self-love. And um, this one guy says, why, why would a woman with self-love um, attract you, and this is what this guy says, and he's, he's one of my clients, and he's got a lovely wife and family, but he says, and he surprised me, it says, love for oneself is the most powerful thing one person can do for themselves. I believe that if you can love yourself first, then you are much more capable to love another. Self-love is accompanied by confidence, passion, respect, dignity, beauty, and so much more. It's the whole package in one action. And it's, and, and that shit is sexy. Yo. <laughs> And I'm like very impressed. Uh, kindness and yeah, right? <laughs> kindness and transparency. Yeah, very impressive. And then this one guy says, "There's not one thing, but many things that make up the big picture, like a jigsaw puzzle. But when you first meet a woman, you must feel the chemistry." Okay, we're almost done. Okay, and then um, online dating. So I, I wrote like um, for the men, we meet online or the old-fashioned way. So 100%, 99% on Instagram said the old-fashioned way. And um, one person, it was 100% on Instagram, and then one person, only one, on Facebook. And he just said, I would say the old-fashioned way, but the idea of knowing some information about someone ahead of time, if you would like on these dating sites, could be really helpful, like dislikes, interests. So either way, I guess, sorry, no answer here. But most people were just like so much about the old-fashioned way. And then, uh, do you believe in love at first sight? Holy cow. So it was 56.44 on Instagram. And I thought that was super interesting. And on Facebook, it was more, um, I want to say, ooh, like, okay, so I believe in infatuation at first sight, but not love. Uh, 
Yes, but not if you're jaded. And then he says, these questions are killing me. No wonder I'm single. <laughs> My ex was right. It is me. And him and I had a major discussion, which I won't read. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, I Oh, yeah. So I asked him. I did ask him this. I said, but if you, you know, if you were, if you if you were thinking about this person all the time, would that change your mind? And he said he had to be cautious. I felt that way, but I'm still cautious, even when I'm thinking about this person. And I said, I like caution, but I like unabashed love, too, so it's a toss-up, which I thought was really cute. And then, yes, still together 26 years later. I believe it starts with a certain spark, an affinity, and attraction. A firm believer in instantaneous spark. Absolutely first uh, love at first sight. Lust at first sight. Engaged after six weeks. Um, Romantic love, no. Intense chemistry, yes. I used to, but now it seems more like love at last sight. Um, I'm a hopeless romantic. I would like it to be true. Definitely believe in instant chemistry, but even that can change. I'm too trusting. And a couple people have were saying that, like, I like to believe it can happen. It's not all about appearance, but what's on the inside. But my problem is I don't trust my heart to make the right decision. And I think that comes from just those people who are jaded. You know, we talked about that. Like, how do you get through... Um, trusting. Okay, so one more, and that was um, the Valentine story, like the Valentine's gift. You know, what do you like to give or get? And one said houseplants is our new tradition, which I thought was really cool because they live all year, right? Um, time, nightly picnic, music, laying in a field, looking at the sky, um, just time with my honey, a cozy remote cabin with a big fireplace in the snow and new slippers for him. One-on-one trip to the ocean, watch a movie just one-on-one time, handmade card, romantic meal, in or out, simple or fancy, spending time together laughing, knowing there was thought put into whatever gift or time was spent. And this one girl says, I know it sounds corny, but every day that I get to hang out with my husband is Valentine's Day for me. And I'm like, hashtag goals. <laughs> I know. I love Want her. That person that, that you, I love her, too. And well, then I think the – yeah, go ahead. So anyways, I have – couple stories but I can wait on that I was just thinking like I was just like as you were talking it's like you know bottom line is is like I think everybody just wants to be with their person you know what I mean it's like we get so busy during the day or you know it's like people work or you know whatever your your situation is for your life right I mean it's work it's family it's whatever but I think that that the most special thing is that you take you know, take that time to spend time together. And, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it reminds me of like Christmas when, you know, and you see all those commercials and you're like crying because like, you know, it's yeah. like so, so loving. And it's like, we just want it to be Christmas every day, right? It is, it's heartwarming. And it's just like these little okay, reminders. So I want to read these two stories. Um, one of them was your, I asked them for their best Valentine story. And she said, my best Valentine's Day story happened 13 years ago when I gave my husband, Bob, a kidney. He was upset because all he gave me was a box of chocolates. I mean, really. It was a gift for both of us. 13 years later, we're still both here ready to spend another very special Valentine's anniversary together. And then two of them had proposals. Um, one proposed, he sent roses, took me to dinner, and spent the night at the nice hotel. It was the best Valentine's ever. 
And then one said, my husband's plan was to propose on Valentine's Day by rowing me out to the island in the middle of Lake Mendocino where we had our first date. And it was pouring rain that day. So instead, he woke me up at 5 a.m. by kneeling by my bed and whispering his sweet proposal in my ear as he presented the ring. And then one person said that she was married for 18 years and never had a Valentine's date, no candy, no flowers, no going out for dinner and not even a date night in. And I'm like, okay, well, that needs to change right now. <laughs> of course, they're not together. Yeah. So anyway, that was the extent of my survey says, which was so much fun. I loved it. I have to say I'm very impressed that you have such engagement with your social media and all of your peeps, like, ask, you know, answer your questions and stuff like that is true. rock star. Just that in itself. That's, um, that's true. You know, yeah, poor, poor, yeah, we, here in the United States, like having, having um, Valentine's Day in February, if you're planning any kind of type of outdoor activity is not the best idea. <laughs> okay, but, so now um, I have some questions for you from my listeners. Okay. Um, okay, oh, here's okay. a question, and um, I'm just going to say this is from T, and it, they want to know, is it possible to love more than one person at the same time? Uh, okay, what immediately came to mind was when I was in sixth grade and I had a crush on two boys. So I would like to say when you're younger, <laughs> yes. As you get older, mm-hmm. no. How about you? 100%. You think that? 100% right that. And then I have a question that says, um, this is from, I'll just say Jay. Uh, what is the one thing a person can do to manifest something that they need or want? And I'm totally handing that to you. Well, tell them. Like, talk to them about it. Because communication, you know, man, when you're in a relationship, communication is the name of the game. I mean, how many of us, like, get into a thing where it's like, you know, we want the guy to be the mind reader. It's like, you know, come on. Like, Guys just don't think the way that we think. And we put a lot of pressure on them to do that. So ask for what you want. Ask for what you want, period. Thank you. Drop the mic by. Like, come on. Like if, and if you can't do that, then you have to reevaluate how you, are showing up, how you are showing up in the relationship. Because if you can't be honest with your partner, then that's, you know, that's kind of something well, you've got to look at. Well, that's opening up a whole other can of worms because they're, yeah, that's a whole other can because I agree, 100. And I'm guilty because there are times when you just protect yourself or you protect your situation and you don't show up authentic. And I'm not talking about like flat out lying to somebody. I'm talking about keeping pieces of what's true for you hidden. And so I'm guilty of that in my past. Um, sort of, the, I was always like to keep the peace make it easy and thought that was the right thing for the family or the kids or whatever. And it turns out that that we talked about that you and I last night, like that is absolutely not true. And you said, absolutely. People should not stay together for the kids. And I disagreed. And I thought people should stay together for the kids, but you and I had a very different conversation about that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. no, I don't, I mean, because in the long run you're, I feel like you're doing more damage. You know, like, but that's just, but hey, I. Well, yeah, I mean, it's about you know showing I mean? up, showing people how 
to like our job as parents maybe is to show our children how to love, but they usually say it's by the love that you give, not necessarily the love you show because kids are also today less interested in what their parents are doing than what's going on in their lives, their social media, their phones, their games, their shows. Whereas we had more time to sit around and watch our parents interact. I think like that's just my thought. Okay. So moving on to the next question. Hold on a second. Oh, and somebody commented, uh, he says, so agree about the kissing. It was the one thing I'd miss the most after my divorce. I agree. Um, okay, so I know that was a cute. He's, they're listening. Hi. Okay, so there's a question that says, <laughs> yeah, no callers. How do you love Just kidding. again after? How do you love again after being betrayed? We're both oh, man. but you go first. Okay. You know, okay, well. Here's the thing. I personally, because I have such a deep uh, connection with Abraham, like I don't think, like I've changed, like my whole life has changed bringing Abraham into my life. So for me personally, I don't, I, I wouldn't look at it as being betrayed. Like I, I would have to take responsibility for it as well, you know. And um, I think you just have to, you know, with the conflict, come. it's like when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. Now, mm. with that said, I think that, like, okay, I'm just going to tell a story. So, okay, I'm going to make a statement. I think that both people, if you're going to be all in, if you, like, you know, are deeply, like, I'm just thinking, like, maybe you, somebody had an affair. Let's just say that. Okay, let's just take that as the betrayal. Um, I'm sure there's a gazillion more betrayals. But, you know, I believe that you have to be all in, both of you. Because if you're not all in, you need to be done. Like, you need to be done. And mm. so Terry Crews, the actor, um, he and his wife were just on a TV show the other day. And Terry shared some very intimate stories about betrayal and how he cheated and all this stuff and his wife like said bye you know peace out and he realized that he lost everything that was important to him he lost his family and so yeah. literally he he was the one that had to say like I you have to trust me you have to believe me and now they are together and they're happier than ever and you know I think like whoever is the betrayer, like, you also can't hang on to it. You can't use it to say, well, you did this. You know what I mean? It's like if you guys oh, yeah, are both committing, work. right, like if you, you have to both yeah. commit, you're all in again, and, and you can't sling it back in your face. Like, you, you just can't, whoever the partner is. You, you can't do that because then there's, there's no growth. It's like you have to either accept it and move on or accept it and move on. To eat, like you either move on together or you move on apart, one or the other. Wow. Okay. You can't keep so bringing I, it up. I'm going to answer this okay. question. And I would say, so the question I was like, all of a sudden I'm sitting there going like, I'm so like mind blown by your answer. I'm like, how do you love again? Oh, what was the question? How do you love again after being betrayed? Um, I think you, I think you become a more patient dater 
I think you become more cautious in your interactions with each person that you meet. So if you're meeting, like, I'm not saying the person that you are going to stay with the person who betrayed you. I'm sort of not that girl. But um, I think that that for the next one, if you fall in love again and you're thinking, oh, my God, I'll never be able to trust anybody again, I don't believe that because I think that you just have to be more aware, more cautious, more patient with yourself on when your feelings are coming up um, of feeling like, oh, my God, I can't trust this person. I need their passcode or, you know, whatever those triggers are for you. Um, <clears throat> then you have to sit with yourself and go, how much of this is me? And like this was another question is um, how do you know the difference between a red flag and a relationship and your own issues? And I think that it boils down to you sitting with yourself when you have uncomfortable feelings like why am I untrusting? Why am I jealous, feeling jealous right now? Why am I feeling insecure because, you know, they aren't, they aren't calling me? Or whatever those feelings that come up that make you afraid, I think you just have to be patient and sit with yourself and not put it on the other person, especially if it's a new relationship, because the new relationship is fun. Like, you don't want those issues. They're going to come up eventually probably, but, like, let that romance be romance. So that's what I think on that question. Um, do you have well, anything to I say about how that. do you know the difference between a red flag or your own issues? Because I didn't ask that for you. Uh... I think it's intuition. Mm-hmm. I sure. think I think you have to like really look at it for yourself first and say like why is it like you know like what is it that's that's coming up basically. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next question. I, I, I think this is our last online question, and this this said. Um, which do you trust more, words or actions? And I am 100, or this is the 1,000 emoji uh, action. Period. Oh, God, yes. You can talk, no, you know, no yourself out of anything, but if you, yeah. But wait, I'm looking I mean, for, I'm looking. I have a quote that I say from my, my spiritual beloved, Wayne. Is this it? No. Um, and I can't find it, but I just wanted to, to say something more about the whole. I think that self-love is the key to, okay, here it is. So you have to, like, you have to honor what's true for you. And there's, like, some non-negotiables, you know what I mean? It's like, you, mm-hmm. like, I think, I think and I can only speak for me as a woman. I don't know what guys do. But, like, we, I, have tried so many times to t- put a square peg into a round hole. And I think that you mm. need to know when it's really, like, when when it's like, yeah, it's just not working, you know? And mm-hmm. I think the older we get, the, I hope, hopefully, the older we get, the m- more we we just, aren't willing to accept that anymore, you know? I mean, although there are people in my life that are way older and I'm just like, like it, it blows my mind how they allow themselves to be in a relationship or what they put up with, but whatever. But let me just read this quote, okay? So mm-hmm. this is from Wayne. It says, loss of a particular relationship is unbearable when there is no relationship to self. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you don't have yeah. self-love? Right? If you don't have self-love, like, you are actually looking at that other person 
to give you what it is that you feel like you need. And girls, people, men, we need to give that to us. You know, like we need to be the cherry on top of our own Sunday, and then the other person is, can be the sprinkles. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let the other person so be the sprinkles. Because I was going to say nuts, but people don't like nuts, so I'm like, sprinkles. You just like be the sprinkles. Like, let that other person be the sprinkles. Yeah, be the glitter. Like, I love that. Okay, so we have like a few more, we have 21 minutes, which is probably just about as much time as we have of stuff that we want to share. But one of the things we talked about uh, bringing up today on the show was this whole new dating scene out there. And um, I officially had given myself one year to not date from uh, the breakup, we'll call it, quote unquote, and I'm almost to that year, although I've had a setback or two. Uh, I really am excited that I never really just dove straight in right after in a relationship. And then when I started to see what the dating scene even was and realized that 98% of it was either on text or Snapchat, I was like, holy cow, this is a whole new ballgame for me. So I was researching how that evolved and how that changed and what that really means to dating today. And so I'm going to read you something that uh, really kind of brought it home for me. And it said, the problem with dating today is everyone's mentality. The minute we start putting sex before love, we start setting ourselves back. The minute we started putting Netflix and chill before courting, we started going in the wrong direction. Women are afraid of men only entertaining them for their bodies, and men are afraid of women emotionally using them to repair themselves because of the damage the last few men did. Ugh. Never will be my truth. We need to get back to a place where we start putting real face-to-face conversations before text messages. We need to stop hiding behind our poker faces and have a little more faith in being transparent with our emotions and what we desire out of the next person. We need to break this unhealthy habit of thinking that we can't trust letting people get to know us and vice versa. Let's hold hands and take a walk and talk instead of always texting all the time. Let's talk about the storms we have been through and pray that the person we are opening up to is someone strong enough to go through the weather with us. Let's get back to trying to truly understand each other. And I was telling you that texting for me is such a hard thing because I'm a voice girl. And just, you know, hearing someone's voice can set me into a, you know, Complete body, uh, uh, even if it's just on the phone. Complete. Like if I have feelings for that person, even, like yes. like I miss yes. their voice. Like I really realized that I was telling you my friend, I'm like just their voice. Like it's so crazy, but that's the things that you miss, and that's the thing that texting and online dating takes away. So, anyway, you know, um, I feel like we as what what do we call baby boomers? Like I don't even know what we're called, but I don't even know. you know. <laughs> so. We, I think we have an advantage because we know, like, what, we didn't have texting. I mean, we did, but it's like, we, I feel like this, like the kids, the kids nowadays, you know, they like tech, they have relationships via text, right? Like, we had the opportunity to know, like, what it was like to, like, call someone on the phone and, like, talk to them. And I, like, for me personally, like, that is what I want. Like, I don't want a texting relationship. Like, sure, it's like, honey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Like, that's a fine text. I'm good with that. But, you know, like, I'm not going to, like, don't, no. Like, 
no, I want to hear your voice. I want you to write me the letter. I, I like, you know, what is, I love the Julia Roberts line in Pretty Woman when she, you know, when Richard Gere is like, do whatever he says to her. And she goes, no, I want the fairy tale. It's like, you know what? I want the fairy tale. And I believe that I can have the fairy tale too. And I think that that's an important distinction. It's like, no, I know I can have the fairy tale. You know, and I'm not saying that it's like not like going to, you know, it might not all be champagne and roses, but Kath, I think the other thing for me is, and this is really true, is that I, I didn't marry my best friend and Mm -hmm. I, I am, I'm so ready to be in a relationship with my best friend. Like I am so ready for that. And so that, like, I'm just not. Like, I'm, I'm holding out, you know what I mean? Like, I really am. It's like I just know that, that, that my beloved is out there, and uh, I'm excited about well, it. Well, hopefully and he's I listening just... to this show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we Hello. talked about sharing, like, I, we, you know, like I put it in our, in our bio, so in our trailer for the radio show, so I feel like I have to show up a little bit on the um, whole online dating thing. And I, you and I have talked many times that I will never online date. I'm just not that person. I am the old-fashioned way, 100%. I totally prefer the, you know, mysterious man across the bar. But so anyways, I did do my own little version, and you said, no, you don't want to do it. But I'm going to share mine anyways. So I, this is what I wrote. This is because, you know, I'm a writer. So this is what came out when I thought, what would I want a guy to know about me? And it said, the first thing I wrote was, I like surprises. It's one of my favorite things. I like sunrise out my bedroom window and sunsets on the beach, cuddling under the blankets on a cold winter day, summertime, pink bubbly champagne, clean houses, white pillows, the sound of piano, big families and family dinner, and everything Christmas. You know this is me when you're done. Music and singing, and then oddly, orange sherbet ice cream. Like, why would that even come up for me? But it did. Um, I like oh. phone calls late at night. I know, right? It's so cute because I wrote this spontaneously. And then I wrote, I like phone calls late at night when I'm laying in my bed and text messages in the morning just to say I'm thinking of you. I like explanations. I want to know somebody inside and out. And I love coffee and romantic dinners. Laughter is my favorite thing. Like, hands down, if you don't make me laugh, it's not going to happen. But I love connection and truth-telling, exposing your inner secrets to just me. I love hugs that say I love you without words. And I love puppies and horses, long walks in the redwoods, boots of any kind, big sunglasses, country life, city life, dive bars, stars. I rarely sleep. I am so excited with life sometimes. And I like to get up and go on a moment's notice anywhere you want. Flowers, either sunflowers or pink roses, football season, World Series. And then I said, I write, I cry a lot at everything, movies, commercials, someone else's hardships. And more than anything, I hate goodbyes. I suck at it. That's awesome. Wasn't that cute? I love like, that. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So, you know, I'll never be a man well, to do it online, but it's okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. But you know what? Okay. So you know, all right. Here's the deal. I have three, three, maybe four people. If I really stop and think about it, at least that I know that are married now. Or engaged through online dating. True. So, you know, maybe you and I should consider it. But here's the thing. Um, so one of my girlfriends who is engaged right now, we had a long conversation yesterday about 
what you put online, right? Like, and that is exactly what you put online. It's like, here it is. Like, and you also have to put like yeah. what you want, you know what I mean? Like what you want in a, in a man, because like they just, you know, I mean, some guys don't read it and whatever, you know, but, but then you, it's like your responsibility to like vet those people and just go, wait, wait, did you not read my thing? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so it seems like, like a lot for of me, work. like, I want you to explain for us I know. the catfishing thing too. You what? You, what, what's catfishing? Remember you said, oh, there's something about catfishing. Oh, like, I don't even know okay. what that is. Okay, so catfishing, this is the most bizarre thing. There's a show on MTV, you've got to watch it. It's called Catfish. And it's where <laughs> people have a relationship online, but you never meet them, and it's, most, and, and it's never that person. So in other words, like, like, let's say, like, you go, you know, you, like, find this person online, and, like, he, you think it's a he, and you think that he's, like, starting to engage with you, and, you know, he sends you all these pictures of him and all this stuff. And it ends up being some girl in Des Moines, Iowa, who's just fucking with you. And I am not kidding you. This is a thing. Ew. It's so gross. And I rest my case. Uh, I know. But no, no, no. But online dating is different because, you, you know, you like, you, you connect with that person to meet them. You can, okay. But right. seriously, like, would you ever, I mean, Kath, there are these people that have not met their, their guy. They've not seen them face-to-face ever. It could be three years. They're in a relationship with this person, and it just blows my mind. Like, how could people be so stupid? I'm sorry. I'm judging you. Yes, I am. Um, anyway, you've just got to, like, go, like, on YouTube. or I don't know if they have um, the MTV things on YouTube. You've got to just watch, like, one of these, like, or Hulu, wherever it is, like, Go look up catfishing and, wa- and watch one of the shows from MTV. You are just going to be like, this is not even happening. Like, this is not even real. And it's real. It's like, the, it I don't even know. Like, I can't even. Okay, and then the other, term, the other term that's out there is ghosting, which I figured out what that was this past fall. Okay, I was good like, girl. oh, yeah, that means, like, you never want to talk to me again, but you're too afraid to tell me. So... Yeah, ghosting is I like you guys are texting whatever you're talking. Yeah. I can't remember like, talking. Just, so that means you're just talking means you're texting, right? Like talking means you're texting. This is what right. I've been told. And then they and then stop. ghosting means they just stop. They completely stop. <laughs> right. You just you text them, you're like, feel like Oh, you pussy. Like I don't even mean to say that, but I've like like if you can't tell somebody like I, you know, I'm moved on, I'm seeing someone else or whatever it is. Like, to me, I think it's a cruel thing to do to somebody because I think it leaves people, like, I've watched a couple of YouTubes on it just to hear what women say about it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, and then after, like, seven months, he tries to be like, hey, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, no, you don't yeah. get to text me ever if you ghost me once, you know, and, but I guess people just think it's an easy way out, you know, it's just to not text, maybe block them or whatever it is. And, and because you're meeting people in a way that you don't get that first impression or you don't get that first like feeling place where you wouldn't want to hurt their feelings and just be rather be honest, it's easier to just ghost them. I think that's interesting. Okay. We've got eight minutes left. Moving on. We were going to talk okay, but about. Can I just, can I just yes, say one thing? And that is that like, honestly, like, 
women, get it together. Like, why would anyone <laughs> want to be with – like, seriously, we need to, like, step into our own power and just go, like, yeah, no, like, I am more important than any relationship. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, I like, I'm not you. saying so that cute. I don't – I love you, too, and I just, like I, – I, I, I don't like I, I I would sooner be alone, and I'm not putting it out that out into the universe. But like I don't ever want to be treated disrespected. Like no, like uh, uh-uh. yeah, anyway, no, sorry, yeah, no, and no woman. Hashtag rant. No yes, I'm in. Do that. No woman, no man should either. Like I don't think that that is gender True. based. Like I think you know you and I've yeah. talked a lot about men and getting a bad rap and that men, there's a lot of men today that are trying to just really show up. And, and I think that they, they need to get the recognition. Men get hurt. Men get cheated on. Men get ghosted. Men, all those things happen to both of us. But what we all deserve is to, and I think I wrote about, I can't remember where I, I might've done it on an interview, but I was saying that we all need to feel loved that if you can find someone that makes you laugh, Absolutely, uncontrollably yeah. to your pants laugh. That's number one. Number two, makes uh-huh. you feel loved, makes you feel wanted, makes you feel special because you're in their world. And then, um, you know, throw in a dash of I got your back. And those three things for me are it, honestly. Those are, those are the three That's biggest attractions for me. Yeah, I would a say I got your back. In, Besides yeah. their cute faces or, or eyes or the way they kiss. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Right. And, so, okay, and do, you have, do, you have, do you have – oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you have – well, I, I wait. No, I want to ask we you. Were gonna, you oh, go ahead. I love you. Go ahead. What are your three non-negotiables? <sighs> My three non-negotiables. Oh, wow. Well, they change a lot. Um, no con- – you know uh, – if contact drops off, like, that's a non-negotiable for me. Like, I need connection. It can be daily. If we're not together, it should be at least in the 24-hour period, even if it's just a simple hey. Um, so connection is a non-negotiable. If we're in, in any kind of relationship and we're not connecting, then we're actually not in a relationship. So that, for me, connect, you have to have connection. Um, you have to be a kisser, like, 100%. It's a non-negotiable for me if you're not a person who kisses. I mean, I could share a story right now between two kisses. Like one <laughs> that I was like, gee, I wonder if this person knows how to kiss. And one was like, oh, my God, you know, like the best kisser ever. And I just think it's funny because I think that's a – so you have to be a kisser. That's a non-negotiable. And, you know, showing up honest. I think just being able to be honest with me, like being able to just share your truth even if it's uncomfortable, even if, you know, so, and, and I need to be able to do the same. So you have to be able to hear my truth at the same time that I'm hearing yours and just coming from a level of understanding. Whew, what's yours? Oh, that was, that's uh, rough. That, I am sorry. Didn't mean to like, um, no smoking. It's a non-negotiable. Like you cannot be a smoker. Um, cigarettes. I mean like cigarettes. Um, and actually cigars too. Like I just like the smell of cigars. Like <laughs> um, I need to be respected. And um, the yeah, other big sure. one for me is um, you need to respect my children as people, like as mm-hmm. human beings. Like that's a huge oh. one for me. Like, yeah. Cause I have kids. Wow. 
so funny where I went versus where you went. I love how different that is. Like I, when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, why didn't I think of that one? Damn, that was a good one. <laughs> My non-negotiable <laughs> list, if I spent time, would probably be long. Okay, so I have two quotes to read. we got four minutes left. You and I talked about soulmates and what does a soulmate mean. And I found this quote that Khloe Kardashian posted on her Instagram. And I really thought it defined it well. And it said, a soulmate isn't someone who completes you. No, a soulmate is someone who inspires you to complete yourself. A soulmate is someone who loves you with so much conviction and so much heart that it is nearly impossible to doubt just how capable you are of becoming exactly who you have always wanted to be. Uh, Drop the mic. And then um, one of the other quotes that I was going to read, and and I was going to, um, we got three minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. But we were talking about two. There's two movies that are our most romantic movies. For me, it's Serendipity and Love Actually. I've actually named my jellyfish after the characters in Serendipity. I loved it so much. And um, if the, I mean, so if you haven't seen Serendipity, you must. And if you haven't seen Love Actually, you must. So those two movies, if you ever want to know everything you wanted to know about love and connection. Um, so anyways, at the end of the movie in Serendipity, Jonathan Traker, who is the uh, main character who has spent the entire movie searching for four years for his soulmate that he met, you know, for one night in their life. And so this is how it ends, and it just for me wraps it up. It says, Jonathan, uh, in his final days, Jonathan concluded, oh, no, it said, in the long reputed search for his soulmate, a woman he only spent a few precious hours with. Sadly, the protracted search ended late Saturday night in complete and utter failure. Yet even in certain defeat, the courageous tracker clung to the belief that life is not merely a series of meaningless accidents or coincidences, Uh uh-uh, but rather it is a series of events that culminate an exquisite divine plan. His friend described Jonathan as a changed man in in the last days of his life. Things were clearer for him. Because ultimately, Jonathan concluded that if we are to live life in harmony with the universe, we must all possess a powerful faith in which the ancients used to call fate, but what we currently refer to as destiny. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to give away that part of the movie, but that gives away a little bit. It just was... Um, it's such a sweet moment, and I had video. I watched it on November in in LA when I was in LA with you that day on my birthday. I went home that night and watched it, and I taped that part because it so touched my soul. Okay, we got one minute left. I just want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. To my special people out there, you know who you are. You know, sending me sending you major heart love and happy Valentine's Day to you, Carrie, my cohort you, my and my bestie. Always. This was an awesome show. Thank you for coming up with the idea. And you guys, thank you for listening. We love you so much. Sending you so much aloha on this beautiful day before Valentine's Day. And we we would love if you would share our show on uh, social media for Valentine's Day tomorrow because we obviously need listeners to keep us going in the rankings. So have a blessed Valentine's Day, and thanks again for listening. Bye, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.